Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Rubber Duck Podcast. Hi! I'm your host, Graham, and this is my lovely co-host, Laura. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm alright. Nice to see you here. Did you come here often? <laughs> um, I think we should start off by saying that this, this podcast may cover sensitive... sensitive topics. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the topic of today's podcast is mental health. Yes. I thought um, it's a good topic, especially like in the current um, crisis. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sort of on the tod, or feels like they're on the tod. Yeah, a lot of people are. Yeah, um, and it makes a few people down. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it's a nice way to start open up the conversation. Mm-hmm. Get Britain talking. Get Britain talking. Um, so. Um, I hope you don't mind me saying, but we've both had a fair share of problems with our mental health over the years. Yeah. Um, I think mine, I've had mine for as long as I can remember, I think. Mm. I think I mostly just buried it. I used to have a lot of anxiety when I was little. Mm -hmm. I think that probably came from when I was being bullied a lot in in school. Mm -hmm. And then since I met you, it sort of went out the window a little bit. Aww. I still get it occasionally every now and then because I don't think it'll probably ever go away. No, but it's just how you deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I think recently, especially since my granddad passed away at the beginning of the year, yeah, I struggled a little bit. Yeah. But I think it's, it does help when you open. Yeah, when you talk. When you talk up to someone. Yeah. Yeah. And say anything? Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've had... My fair share of anxiety and depression. Yeah. Um, especially with university. That's why it kind of... Oh, is it like finals? Not finals, but like deadlines. No. Um, it's not before university. That was with like stress of exams and that. Mm. And then most of the time at university, it was always like like FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. I was always felt like I wasn't doing it right. And I felt a pressure. Mm-hmm. And then... I got depressed from feeling the pressure of not doing things correct and then anxiety from people and I'm just like a naturally shy person anyway, so Yeah. Yeah. It sort of makes you go back into your shell even more. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's just like I got to the point my worst point was I didn't not only did I not want to leave the house, I didn't want to leave my room. Yeah. It's just the thought like if I leave my room people will be watching me. Mm-hmm. They were watching my every move, and it's like it is this really like bad, but you can't help it, yeah. and you feel like you can't talk to people. But once you do start talking to people, it does help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, a lot of it was fear of talking to people because it would be insignificant. Yeah, how I was feeling. Yeah, because. Especially a lot of the time, I'd think about how I was feeling and even just say it aloud to myself, which made it feel a little bit better anyway. But even when I said it aloud, it felt very insignificant. Yeah. And, like, I didn't go for help, like, for counselling or anything because it just felt... They've got bigger things to worry about. Yeah, they've got more important things and my little... Yeah. ...opinions and thoughts Thoughts. just weren't that big and didn't really need... Mm -hmm. To be spoken about, which I think is a wrong way of doing things. Yeah, but it's the easiest way, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah. 
you just think, oh, it's the easiest thing to do, I'll just do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, loads of people are on their own currently. I think it's good to just, or, like, even if you're not on your own, but you know people who are on their own, mm-hmm. just send me a little message or give them a phone call. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you doing today? Yeah, I try to keep in t- contact with my family fairly yeah, you're often. Right, yeah, if you don't, you mean you talk to most of them every day. Yeah. But you mainly talk to them every Sunday, which I think yeah. is nice. Yeah, like, that's something that's just happened from the first time I went to uni. Yeah. It's, nice it's like always having video routine. chat with them. Yeah. Which is nice. Do you, have, do you miss talking to Nan on the video chat? Yeah, but... Because she can't get out. But we write letters, which yeah. is something as well that started at university. Yeah. I think it's just nice just to keep in contact with people, especially family, if they're far away or whatever. Mm. Yeah. But, like... Did you find that certain things would make it easier? Like, for me, if I ever felt down, what I used to do is just, like, proper... My life then become movies. I think that's how I probably mm-hmm. got into movies. Mm-hmm. I should just sit. Because it took me out of my world. And put you into another Put you world. into another world. Yeah. Or sometimes I just... Even, like, just five seconds outside. It's just nice. Yeah. You get the sun on you. Or you get to breathe a little bit of fresh air. Mm-hmm. I think it I think, does think it does help. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Walking definitely helps. Walking. Um, when I was in the height of it, I did process it mm-hmm. very well. It kind of went into drinking a lot yeah. by myself, which is yeah. very bad, and even self-harming as well, which is, you know, even worse. Yeah. So I always felt talking about it always was the biggest help. Um Nothing else really did help. I would try to watch films or do something creative, but we were in that sort of headspace. You don't have the motivation to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose actually it's probably the biggest thing that has helped is travelling, which is ironic, people can't do that. <laughs> but travelling for me really helped me, like, a lot. Really? Like, going to Denmark helped get, me immensely. It takes, like... Even before you actually do the travel, you still have to plan it. I think it's because it just took your mind off it. Um, I think, yeah, I think the planning and that took your mind off it. And when you're there, you've got so many other things to think about. Like, oh, am I going the right way? Is this safe? Oh, my gosh, look at that building. Yeah. Like, there's so many different things to think about, so many different things to take your mind off it. And it also, it kind of makes, well, for me anyway, it makes me feel that that time that I was really upset and lonely and depressed in my room, it's just been put into a wider perspective that it isn't all like that, that there aren't always days like that because you have so many other days that are so great and you explore and you see new things that you travel in. Yeah. That makes it so much better. I think that's probably <clears throat> what made my anxiety worse was because I did just used to stay in my room. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you get used to the same four walls. Yeah, and the longer you put up with it, like, yeah. don't go out or anything that makes it worse. And then the longer you, like you said, the longer you put up, the longer, the harder it is to leave, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, because obviously, when at the height of mine, I was still living with my mum and dad. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they quite understood what was going on. Yeah. So they just thought, oh, he's just been a teenager in his room. Yeah. But you didn't yeah. tell anyone. No. I think this is the first time I've openly spoken about it. Mm-hmm. Often to you, I speak to you about it. Yeah. Yeah, and even like, I know you really worried about my mental health when we was living in Denmark. Yeah. 
but I thought like most of the time I was alright. I think it's because I did have the movies there. Yeah. Something to do. Yeah. I still get it occasionally now, especially oh, especially since I started university. Yeah, I heard university is a massive strain like on a, mental health. Um a petri dish for mental health. Yeah. Exactly. It just like evolves. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many people going to university don't expect to come out of university as a different person. Like obviously they expect you to come out, oh you've changed, you've got changed for the better, but like mentally it puts you through its tolls. Oh it does. But they like nothing can prepare you for it. Yeah. Like even last term we had a whole module about, about mental, mental health. health. Yeah, meditating. But I felt like it did the opposite of what they planned it to do. Mm. It made people feel worse mm. when it should have been making them feel better. Mm. How do you feel now about the rest of your time at university? As if it happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking definitely looking forward to next year. Mm. Be a bit more creative. Isn't more it? creative. More the um, subject I signed up for, mm-hmm. but also. I'm now permanently in a course of people that I don't really know. Mm. Which I suppose is what most first years feel. Yeah. But I think it does really, it, it has really helped this foundation year. Purely just for making connections and making friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be so many new people as well. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of scary, but also kind of exciting. Because you're going to meet new people, you might form... Really good bonds with them. Yeah. I'm worried about the age gap. Mm. It's got to be like at least 10 years difference between me. I know they're mostly 18. Yeah. But like, I'll be coming up to 27. Yeah. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's people that we're at work with that are 10 years older than me, but I feel close to them than what I have people my age. Yeah. That's another thing. How do you feel like about work? Yeah, so we've been uh, furloughed. We've been furloughed. But I used to get really anxious going to work. Yeah, you did. I, I used to hate going to work. Yeah. It, it was more of a chore. I know work, some people say, oh, work, you're not meant to like it anyway. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I don't know what it was, because, like, the people are really nice, mm-hmm. especially the people we work with in the cafe. Mm-hmm. And the work wasn't that bad. Mm. I don't know what it was. It was just... See, for me, working... At our place of work, has really helped my confidence. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Um, I think that mainly is the, the people that we work with. Like, I've made friendships I didn't think I would make, and I just really like going to work mm-hmm. and interacting with them. And the work's not that bad either. And it's really brought me out of my shell. I yeah, think. I've seen that. I've definitely seen it change in you yeah confidence I I feel like it's just like the people I don't know why it's different for you I mean we're all different aren't we so yeah. but yeah I don't know why you have this dread going into it well you get on with most people most yeah. of the people say 99% of people there yeah yeah but going back to the whole confidence thing I know like people in my little friendship group at uni mm-hmm. I've I think it probably comes as a shock to them that I really struggle with my mental health because 
like they've said to me like they see me as a confident person <laughs> but I think that only came from the thought of fake it till you make it like I was quite a lot of time faking confidence mm-hmm. and then that just comes across as oh he's confident yeah and now I think I really have changed since I've started it like especially in my school years where I was like quite introverted and shy mm-hmm. and in my head I still am introverted yeah but there was times where I feel the confidence yeah that's good mm-hmm and I think, like, it all does, for me, go back to the bullying. Yeah. And, like, you don't really understand what you're going through, I don't think. Mm. You understand, like, the physical stuff. And obviously, it does affect you mentally at the time. But for those who are doing the bullying, they just see it as the time. They yeah. don't understand that there are repercussions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I still hate crowds. Crowds. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been to a, a festival, so I suppose yeah. the crowd is a little bit different there. And especially another thing for me is if you pull something on me, like a surprise, mm-hmm. like, oh, um, today we're going to this place. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but most of the time I'm like, no, I don't want to go. Until I've let it sunk into my head you got to give me time to breathe. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I, I can see myself going. But on. as well, I've noticed is that, like, 90% of things that I will ask to do, you're always like, no. Yeah. And then I get you there, and yeah. then afterwards, like, you're I like, really oh, enjoyed I really, really enjoyed that. But it took a long time convincing you to go. Yeah. It's like work the other day. He was like, oh, I really don't want to go to work. And then when we finished work, he was like, oh, it's actually not that bad. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. And, like, when we go out for drinks with people, and you're yeah. just like, oh, I don't really want to do that. And then at the end of the night, you're like, oh, I oh, had yeah. a really good time. I had a really good chat with this person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you go back to work. It's because we work in a cafe, and obviously cafe's been closed. Yeah. We've now been forced to work in the in different the department, in the supermarket bit. department. Yeah. And for me, like... I was off work for a while, self-isolating, but f- I sort of did that on purpose because I didn't want to go into a new environment. Yeah. I felt nervous going into a new environment. Yeah. I think, yeah, it, and I've, I've only been there, I worked there one day, now I'm off for two, weeks, two months. Yeah. But I really did enjoy being there eventually. Mm-hmm. I think it's because of the friendly faces that's all there. Yeah. Familiar faces. You don't really like change. I hate change. And going into a social situation. Unless it's me, it's like, unless it's me who has the idea of change. Yeah. I mean, like, I always used to really hate the idea of social interaction. But again, that's changed a lot recently. Mm -hmm. It's like, if someone at work's like, do you want to go out? You say, yeah. I'll be like, yeah. Because. I think it's from it stemmed from my first like my whole university is like first year I had no one then I made some really good friends mm-hmm. second year I lost those really good friends because I was feeling anxiety and yeah depression and I like there was times where I was scared to even go down to my uni house even though I was living with those people and they were my friends a year before yeah, like we were really downstairs. really close yeah I used to have panic attacks because I didn't want to go out to the landing yeah, or no. anything. Um, and then in third year when we was in Denmark it was really nice to like reset but then towards the end of that year I was like oh I really 
want some friends. Like, mm. I have you. But I really wanted some other people yeah. like to interact with as well. And so I felt like this year I've made a really conscious effort to try and make friends. It hasn't worked very well in the university situation. Like I've, like I've had like people that I talk to in university and I feel happy talking to, but yeah. I don't really feel friends at university yeah. in like my course, especially as like coming back from a study abroad, it felt very like everyone already knows everyone. Yeah, because they were all like... You sort of, they had that group mm -hmm. in the UK while you was ab abroad, mm -hmm. but then your year advanced. Yeah, I'd left. Yeah. And then, and then at work, like, I mean, I know it's the same sort of situation where you're going in and everyone already knows everyone, but like, you're kind of a bit more forced to talk to people in yeah. a work situation. You don't really have mobile phones to distract yourself, which oh, yeah. I think is really good. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, you're forced to interact with them. And, like, I will always say the people that I work with feel more like a family than the people I work with. Yeah. I definitely, definitely feel like that. Yeah. It's like you have your your work brothers, your work uncle, your work nanny, or your work mum. Yeah. Who's left. <laughs> and, like... We won't name who's who. You also have, like, your weird work uncles and cousins that yeah. are slightly strange, but you have to put up with them, but you also love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, like, what was I going to say? Oh, for me, it, like, it moves. Like, it started off as, like, anxiety. Yeah. And then it evolved into, like, really dark depression. Mm -hmm. And it would go to anger. Yeah. If you, if you, I don't know if you noticed that. I noticed you've I do got get, snappy. Yeah, I do get very snappy when I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. But it's something that I've always said to you to just to open up. To open up. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, there was a post that I saw on Facebook either today or yesterday, and it's like a conversation about how you're feeling should never end in an argument. Yeah. So it's like, if you was feeling one way, I'd never argue with you for feeling that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I know some people would, like really? some relationships. Like you know, if someone brought up oh, I really don't like how you've been doing this. It's been making me feel really bad. Like, some people might even go into an argument about that. Yeah, like, be like a defence. Yeah, whereas if, like, you did something that really bugged me, I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. And you are you do listen to it. And then we discuss how we've both been feeling about it, and then it normally resolves in, like, a hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so, yeah, what, anyway, the, the point we're trying to make is just... It's doesn't take that much to send a message out or to give someone a phone call. Mm. Um, just see how they're doing. I feel like, especially if you think someone is struggling, mm -hmm. you've got to be persistent. Mm -hmm. Maybe not to the point where you're constantly like, are you okay, are you okay, are you okay? But like, even if it's just having a conversation, mm. it doesn't even have to be a conversation about how they're feeling or about their mental yeah. health. Just a conversation about anything at all will be way better than just ignoring it. them. Because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Like, for me, I've had people that have reached out. And in my own personal situation, I kind of explained how I felt. And from my point of view, it was kind of just left That's at that. It. Yeah. And then it wasn't really spoken about anymore. Yeah. Or if anything, or if, like, on the flip side, it was the only thing that was spoken about. And you sort of felt sick of it. Yeah. Whereas I'd rather like someone reach out and be like, are you okay? 
me to tell them that I'm not. And then they have to say, maybe, oh, that's okay. And then just say, like, do you look going for pizza or something? Or, like, just do something really random that's yeah. nothing connected to that at all. Yeah. But also don't, like, ignore it. Like, it's really difficult to get the balance. Yeah. Like, you've got to recognise it, but not talk about exactly. it all the time. Exactly. But then you've not just got to, like, brush it under the carpet and be like, oh, you're being silly, don't worry about yeah. that, and forget That's about it. That's one of the fears, isn't it? Like, oh, you're just being silly. Mm-hmm. Um, what I felt, for me, like, because I was talking to one of my cousins the other day who was struggling. So, like, I asked how he was, and, I think, and so he explained the situation. And then, like, we sort of talked away from it. He said he felt okay. But then you know, like, for for me being in that position, I do that just to make the conversation go. Yeah. But like, like you can just change the subject. You don't have to talk about that. Like, oh, um, I can't remember what was on the telly that night, but I'll be like, oh, you watching out on deck tonight. Yeah. Did you, oh, did you see this bit? That's yeah. funny, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm just like, oh, there's a, um, oh, have you got Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. Just like. Little things that you know you both have something in common. Yeah. Just to make the conversation go easier. Take some mind off it for a little while. Mm. I think as well, because I've been through it, like, you know, I haven't completely gone through it and it's all, you know, all done and dusted with mm. now. Especially with this whole coronavirus. It's very straining on mental health. And sometimes yeah. you have good days and some days you have bad days. you just got to recognise those days. Yeah. But I'm quite a person now... That if I know someone who's had mental health problems or having mental health problems, I'll always be like, you can talk to me. Talk to me anytime. And I'll be someone there to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Get Britain talking. <laughs> but yeah, with this whole coronavirus, it's very easy to feel anxious and scared. And worried. Depressed. Like, it's just... I think everyone's feeling those type of feelings anyway. But some people are just more susceptible to them. Yeah, others. some people are better at hiding it as well. Yeah, and you shouldn't feel ashamed if you do feel those things. Mm-hmm. Like it's perfectly natural to feel those things. Do you like? I also feel I don't know how you feel, but I do feel it is harder for men to open up. Yeah. Because, like, from a young age, they're, like, it's engraved into them. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the support. Mm-hmm. Don't show your weakness. Yeah. Sort of thing. But I don't think it is a weakness. To me, I see it as a strength to open up. Yeah. It takes a lot to of open courage, up. yeah. It's far more braver to talk about how you're feeling than to keep it mm-hmm. silent. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like... I feel like it's not easy for anyone, really, to open up about their mental health, boy or girl. Yeah. But there's definitely a stigma around men. men. But I feel like that stigma is starting to shift. Yeah, I do feel like we have come a long way. Mm-hmm. Like, back in, like, pre-World Wars, mm-hmm. you'd, like, put them in asylum or shot mm-hmm. for expressing mental health. Mm-hmm. But, like, especially modern times, like, there's, like, charities around it. There's, you know, like, Prince Harry's come out and spoke about his own, his own mental health. Yeah. I think it's good that we do get, like, um, people in the public eye coming out, mm-hmm. speaking about it. Yeah. I think it's just good to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No. 
No. Short episode today. I know. It's a sad episode. It's going to be all sad. Oh, is it? <laughs> what do you got to do to brighten the mood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... yeah, so like, I think like last week we made people comment animals and different colours. Yeah. I think today we should force people to message someone that they haven't messaged to see if they're okay. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. Stan. It's a good plan, Stan. So yeah, we'll uh, catch you next time. Yeah. Um, so it feels kind of bad to say subscribe now. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a serious topic. but I mean, you know, just talk to people. Yeah. Um, send us an email if you want, if you want to talk to us instead. <laughs> um, yeah. See you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.